Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Exurgat Deus discipentur inimici eius. Et fugiancio derunteum a facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. And let all those who hate him flee from before his face. In the light of Advent approaching, in fact, by the time you hear this, Advent will have arrived, I thought it was a good idea to go ahead and give an update on Radio Free Catholic and what we're doing, or rather, what we're refraining from doing, given everything that's been going on. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias, diaboli est o praesidium. Imperatili deus, supplicis deprecamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatis Carolus e Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facim tuum et salvi erimus. Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. This is probably the first time I'm running a podcast with a script. And I noticed, actually, previously when I used to do this before... It was, I had a tendency to move very, very quickly. So I anticipate this is probably going to be about an eight-minute talk at the most. I know generally everybody likes when I rant for for an hour at least. Sorry, guys, this is just an update. It's going to be a shorter full episode. All right, so like I said, in the light of Advent approaching, and like I said, by the time you hear this, Advent will be here. Um, here are some updates based on the landscape, because I've been looking across the political landscape and I noticed several things. First, the tyrannical actions undertaken by leftist and establishment type, what I call the cathedral, 
leaders in the United States during the COVID nonsense has driven the sane and rational people into red states where they now feel more safe and believe they can live more freely than in the places they moved away from. Unfortunately, this happened immediately after the national census when the population count determines the number of seats in the House of Representatives and the number of electoral college votes for the presidency. The next census is, of course, in 2030. 2030, an important number for everyone following the World Economic Forum. This means that although there are currently 6 million more people repo uh, voting Republican than Democrat, which was the evidence of the red wave, for those of you who didn't see it, the popular vote in the last midterms was 6 million more Republicans than Democrat. And, six, and it's not to say that they are Republican per se, but there were 6 million more people who pulled the lever for the Republican Party than there were for the Democrat Party. That is not an insignificant number. In fact, that is actually the red wave that was supposed to manifest in this past midterm. The problem is that wave was concentrated into fewer states and districts which is why the red wave didn't manifest the way we expected. We expected 250 seats in the House and 70 votes and, and 70 seats in, in the Senate or whatever astronomically high retardation we had going on. And of course, had people not moved by the millions from, different, from bad parts of the country to good parts of the country, ostensibly speaking, that's probably exactly what would have happened. Had everybody stayed put, there would be an overwhelming control of both the House and the Senate right now. But when you move 6 million plus people around the country out of places like New York and California and New Jersey, and you move them into places like Florida and Texas, what ends up happening is that Florida and Texas become more red, but they don't have the commensurate electoral college balance to back it up. So while they have, may have picked up hundreds of thousands of more voters who, were, who are absolutely not going to hand their vote to the party of death, the fact is, is that they handed their, part, their vote to a location or in a location that already had their back. All they really did was fortify red states and then fortify simultaneously by attrition blue states. If you look at the new electoral map, you'll notice there are now more blue, more than enough blue states to retain the presidency with the party of death. What does that mean? That means the party of death will likely retain control of the White House in 2024. Republicans may win the majority of the popular vote next cycle and still easily lose the White House, which is what I predict is going to happen. The leftist cathedral has won control of America until 2030. Second, the cathedral has already a near total control over most of Europe. Leaders across Europe and, and generally what we consider the West have shown time and again that they don't care what their, what their constituents think. They don't care about the people who vote for them, assuming that those people even vote for them because there are many bureaucrats and many people who are sitting in unelected positions or if they are sitting in elected positions, they were elected by people who were elected and you know, thereby basically making wherever the money goes or wherever the money sits being where the, the post, the position goes. 
They not only don't care what their constituents think, more than that, they refuse to abide or even condone what their people think and believe. And so they're going to continue their march towards global genocide. And they're going to continue to unknowingly set the battlefield up for Antichrist. And I do mean unknowingly, as they either don't believe there is such a thing, or they believe it might be a good thing. Now, don't get me wrong. This is still some time away. And what's happening now seems to be a precursor to a precursor. Not the precursor to the main event. But Catholic prophecy isn't particularly clear on how these things play out, so we should be, as Catholics, ready for the main event regardless. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, we could be on the verge of thrusting into simply that which was prophesied at Fatima, at Akita, and all of the Marian apparitions that kind of led up to this current debacle that we're currently in, or this could actually be the final curtain call. There is still the possibility that our Lord will call the final curtain call early in order to preserve the elect. We don't know the date or the time. However, there are some significant events to be on the watch for. So, the first would be the Pope going to Moscow. This seems to be a crystallizing event. There is significant enough prophecy within, within the Catholic space that show that if the Pope goes to Moscow, immediately in the aftermath, Russia will invade. And during that invasion, and it may take some time, but during that invasion, they may reach as far as France. At which point, the consecration, and I'm not going to get into the argument as to whether or not you think the consecration was already done, but the consecration, without any of those distracting accoutrements, will finally be conducted. Now, please note that the laity have a responsibility in this that we have also allowed to go unfulfilled for more than a century. Remember the call for First Saturday reparations and daily rosaries. There are plenty of people who do the daily rosary, even if they don't know why, but there are not enough places, there are not enough parishes that even offer the First Saturday reparation mass. Second, open hostility to the faith that will include imprisonment on, of local leaders on a large enough scale to be undeniable across Europe and Australia. In addition to what is already starting in places like Nicaragua and our, and our little precursors here in the United States, talking about the recent SWAT team style arrests of, pro, of pro-life Catholic protesters. This is going to get more especially if we continue on the path that we're going. Third, and this is kind of a big one. Here soon, the revelation that all-cause mortality and fertility rate drops are at catastrophic levels will finally start going mainstream. Of course, the mainstream will still continue to hide the cause, you know, the jab, but they will begin to report the deleterious effects on things like supply chains, the energy grid, food production as a scapegoat for what they've brought in America. They're going to say, well, we have declined and we don't know why, but there's declining birth rates. We don't know why, but people seem to be dying. Climate change seems to be blocked. Like they're going to fib about it regardless. And they're going to, but the effect they don't have to fib about, they can simply say, if this keeps going, blah, 
these things are going to come to pass. Now, the key thing to keep in mind is that the United States of America will be the last place where people start to rise up in outrage. And the reason for this is because we have a lot more wealth, a lot more stuff that we have to burn through before we actually get to the level of desperation like what's currently going in places like Sri Lanka. And in all honesty, I don't think we're going to notice, I don't think anybody's going to start to raise a flag until more than 30 million Americans have died. And that's mostly because, to supplement that, we have more than 30 million illegals in the country. I mean, we've just taken two, or excuse me, four million over the course of the last two years. And that is going to be filling in the gaps. And when you add that to the fact that over the last 50 years, we had been trained to not notice the demographic shift. And in these last few years, we've actually been trained to believe that that demographic shift is in fact a good thing that when we do finally notice, it probably won't be until more somewhere right around the tune of 50 million will have actually passed away before we actually start to do anything about it. Now, those are the three events to be on the watch for. The third thing noticed is as of right now, events are set in motion. And these events will not be retarded or halted without extreme intervention. Okay, what does that mean? That means at least a dozen assassinations within the United States and three or four dozen more worldwide. And we're talking about assassinations of key leaders who are doing these things. And none of that's going to happen for a couple of reasons. But the, the predominant reason is because sane and even the modernist conservative types, you know, the ones who are not really conserving anything, they don't do that sort of thing. And most people, myself included, don't even know the linchpin leaders of the leftist cathedral that would have to be eliminated, myself included. Now, there are some big names, you know, the World Economic Forum, GABA, GABA a few other large, uh, I, think, I think they call it the Sun Valley Retreat or whatever. <clears throat> like, there's a few large places, but we don't know necessarily who these people are that are actually driving this demonic outcome. We know a few of the big names, but they are not the only. In fact, you would actually have to eliminate at least four global conferences, and they would have to be done while they are completely, while they are fully in session, and you would have to annihilate every single person in them just to make sure that you got all of the linchpins and make and made sure that all of those linchpin individuals are eliminated. Now, is that worth it? No, because it would only retard the timeline by maybe a decade or so. I don't know if you've noticed, if you looked around, but there are plenty of these cathedral psychopaths that the devil can use to replace his ministers with ease. So an event like that, yeah, you buy yourself a few years. Is it worth it? No. Now, what does this mean for the regular Catholic? And I mean... The practicing faithful Catholic, even the normie Catholic, you know, the Novus Ordite, who has looked around and said, hey, maybe we need to start doing something about this stuff. What does this mean for them? Well, the first takeaway that I've noticed is that fleeing to the wilderness was stupid. 
The Catholic land movement, though excellent, and believe me, I am not coming out against the Catholic land movement or similar movements, okay? And the consolidation of traditional communities, these things were necessary for our continued survival and to even put in place a system that is thriving. However, strategically speaking, if you're looking out at the battlefield, it was a mistake. The only thing that the that that movements like the Catholic Land Movement and, and the people who were moving and re reorganizing and consolidating, all that did was concede territory to baby-killing degenerate demonic psychopaths. And in doing so, we might have actually accelerated the timeline. Now again, I'm not saying that the that these movements, in particular the Catholic Land Movement, because I I happen to be a huge fan of Fred Simon and everybody who's managed to come together with him to try and push this forward. They have very, very solid, solid principles that are driving this. I'm not looking at this from a, from a quote-unquote Catholic principled perspective. I'm looking at it from a battlefield strategy perspective. So don't take this as condemnation in any way, shape, or form of things like the Catholic land movement and the preppers. This is not. Those things were necessary. They still are necessary. But strategically speaking, if you're trying to move the culture, it was stupid. Because all we did was concede ground. Now we have to actually drive out from our conclaves. And mind you, I'm in on this stupid thing because I fled to a location where I knew where I knew that I would at least be able to be safe from the worst parts of the of this intervention. But in retrospect, a year and a half later, I can look and see that this was a dumb idea if I had any desire to save what we refer to as our country. It was a dumb idea to flee from where I was in order to be safe where I'm at so that I could begin to act from there. It was a strategic retreat, and it was also a strategic mistake. It's that simple. Now, the second takeaway, and this one is condemnatory upon most of us. The purity testing that we have done in our own traditional communities... And in particular, the fight between the set of contests and the other trads has screwed us. Now, to my set of contest friends, to those of you who, despite my continual beating on you, still listen to this program, shut up and evangelize to the faith. You want to get caught up in the argument over the Pope? You're going to lose. There is not one incidence where the support or condemnation of a particular faith of a particular pope or anti-pope has led to the salvation or or condemnation of any Catholic saint. The argument over the papacy is not helping. You are not going out and bringing people back to the faith. You are focused on the crown and the sea of St. Peter. And that is the same mistake that Americans across the country are making with our continued focus on trying to retain control of the federal government. 
It's the same modernist lunacy. You're busy, you're busy being worried about what's going on with the, with the Sea of St. Peter when you should be worried about what's going on in your community. And this continued fighting must stop. And the reason why I'm singling you out, set of contests, is because trads in the so-called R&R movement have a tendency to leave you alone and y'all just come out swinging time and time again. Now, I know there are exceptions. I know that there are people who like to go swinging at set A's as much as possible. But you are looking in the wrong direction. And this fight is not moving. It has not moved even an inch in the last two years. And I've been watching this fight as you guys make the same arguments and you guys continually fail to convince anyone. The only people who are making any progress are the Nova Sordites with the likes of Michael Lofton. Now you have guys like Patrick Coffin who have a quote-unquote alternative point of view when it comes to the Sea of St. Peter. And I don't see him immersed in all of this infighting. Patrick Coffin and Taylor Marshall don't go firing back and forth at each other again and again and again and again and again. But the set of a contest, you guys just won't stop. Promote the faith. Promote the faith because every second you waste on the Sea of St. Peter, knowing full well that you could actually be making better Catholics where you are, is hurting the cause. And if you haven't noticed, that has been the primary focus of the rest of the trad community, is making better Catholics and getting out there and saving more souls and convincing them of the beauty of the historical, eternal faith of Rome. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We have been so busy infighting, we should have been evangelizing our, na- our neighborhoods and reconverting them to the faith. And in point of fact, like mentioned, we're still doing this. Now, Steve Cunningham over at Census Fidelium, he's, you know, he's not what I would necessarily call a prophet, but in this particular case, with this particular clarion call, he may as well be. We need to get out into our communities. If you're at a par- if you have a local parish, most people don't even realize the stuff that your that your parish is doing for the community. You're making a mistake. If you're not getting out there and fighting the things in your community that need to be fought, you're making a mistake. You're busy worried about what's going on in your state capital, but the porno but the porno shop down the street from your house is still open. Third takeaway, and this is the most important. Fallen human nature made this current outcome inevitable. We all relied on our own understanding rather than following God's advice as relayed through Our Lady. From the Pope all the way down to the unbeliever, we all did this. We abandoned prayer and penance for 50 plus years. Of course we did. The church superseded the Reculta with the Enchiri- with the with the Enchiridion indul- excuse me let me actually I can't say these words unless I add the accent. The church superseded the Reculta with the Enchiridion Indulgentiarium which cut off the font of grace drastically and it reduced the usage of the most beautiful and power- powerful prayers to like 5 those found in the most holy rosary. Blessed be the Holy Virgin, Mother of God. It's like she knew. It's like she knew that we were really only going to be left with the prayers used in the Holy Rosary. Seriously, ask around. How many people How many people do you know can pray the Memorare in Latin? Actually, how many people do you know can pray the Memorare? It's not as many as we, sh- as we should be able to. Now, last takeaway. It is time to act. Most of us in the trad community have consecrated ourselves to the Sacred Heart and to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. We have given ourselves, our children, and all we possess to Our Lady and Our Lord. Mostly, I mean, it's mostly up front. It's usually the Immaculate Heart. So I'm going to refer to that consecration. We've consecrated ourselves, our children, everything that we have to Our Lady to dispose of as she sees fit. But we don't act like it. We're afraid of getting arrested, of being ostracized, of losing our bank accounts and our voices in the public square. And so we do nothing. We don't act in faith. We don't have hope. And so we fail to see that by, by remaining silent, we fail to act in charity. There is plenty of martyrdom to be had, particularly in the area of white and blue martyrdom. 
And by failing to get loud about the truth, we are failing to walk in the faith that God will provide everything that we need, both for ourselves and our children. We need to make ourselves ready and courageous enough to sacrifice everything. And we failed to do so. We failed to walk by that faith. Now, of course, there are still preparations to be made. We can we need to continue to fortify Catholic communications, uh, you know, networks like SP3RN, etc., and building a Catholic economy. But all of that can be handled while we make noise. In fact, history proves that once we get started, God will provide the resources that we need. The key, the paramount thing to keep in mind is we the longer we wait to get started, the more likely our only path will be that of violence in order to stop the onslaught. And that plays further into what the devil would like to see. The devil is fully aware of the fact that he's a slave. But if we have no other alternative but to commit to violence, because we waited too long, because things got too desperate, we're basically going to give him what he wants to watch. And it'll be the devil who's sitting there with a bag of popcorn as the souls fall into hell because we, we waited too long. Now, what I've been refraining to, from is a call to the Christiata. A call for a second Cristero war. I've mentioned that that's coming, that it seems to be inevitable. But as each day passes, Radio Free Catholic has been recording podcasts without posting them. And this is because at some point in each one of them, I realize that we have to take violent action. But physical violence is the last option, and I've failed to distinguish physical force from the kind of spiritual force that presents itself when we stand up properly. Remember that our Lord said the violent take the kingdom of heaven by force, and he has a specific meaning to those words, one which has a tendency to get lost in my poor presentation, and so I've refrained from presenting it at all. Today it would seem that God has given me the capacity to break apart the difference in how I present it, so from here on, Radio Free Catholic will begin to beat the drums of holy war and issue the clarion call for a spiritual battle that ought play out on the physical plane in the form of protest and confrontation. Instead of swords, we carry our Lord's crucifix. Instead of guns, we carry our rosaries. And we use loudspeakers as our artillery and God's holy angels as our shields. And in particular, this laziness, this lackadaisical attitude, this we can't really put ourselves out there, has got to stop in places like the United States of America. Do you understand that if we can shift and force these people, this leftist cathedral, back on its heels, we can actually buy some time for the rest of the world? It may only be a few years, but we might even do it hard enough that it changes the political reality in the United States of America. Of course, there's also the possibility that we end up descending into a Christiata anyway, and we end up going to holy war and we start shooting people in the streets and whatever, and that may actually come to pass anyway, because it does seem like everything is pushing in that direction. 
but some of that we can put an end to if somebody catches a bullet while holding aloft our Lord's crucifix. Some of that can be stopped if instead of us wielding the rifles and the guns and the swords, we are butchered holding aloft our Lord's crucifix, holding aloft our rosary, standing with our, ar- with our arms and body formed in the sign of the cross as we shout out, Viva Cristo Rey. Additionally, it's time to raid the coffers of heaven and steal the graces that God has in Our Lady's control. We need to pick up the Recolta and books like it, the ones uh, like the Manual for the Holy Face Devotion, where you have it printed in there what the indulgences are for all of these prayers. Now understand that most, if not all of that, may or may not have supposedly been superseded by the Enchiridion Indulgentiarum. But we need to beg God to remember that the supreme law of the church is the salvation of souls and that we need the graces and indulgences the church has had available for thousands of years before the Enchiridion to do so. And I would kind of liken this as a metaphor to Our Lady kind of slipping us the graces under the table so that we can fight more effectively. Now, this doesn't mean that we need to add 30 more devotional prayers to our, uh, to, you know, to our prayer life. But one or two that are most effective in addressing what it is that you need in your individual fight against temptation and the powers of darkness and begging God daily to pour out the indulgence as it was previously written. As Pope Benedict XVI said, that which the church has always deemed holy can't be called now mundane. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. And since this is not pitting the mother against the father in a classical sense, I believe this is doable. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a theologian or an expert in ecclesiology, so I could be very wrong about this. Might do nothing. You might continue with the same indulgences as listed in the Enchiridion. I don't know. But even if that's the case, there's really nothing to lose because that's what we currently have now. And there's everything to gain because Our Lady very might well respond kindly to our thieving from the vault of God's grace and using those treasures in our battle against the evil one. And in case you haven't noticed, Radio Free Catholic is now done with half measures and timidity. As often as I can record these podcasts, and admittedly, work kind of gets in the way, things have been a little bit slower because, you know, every time it gets closer to delivering an airplane at my job, I end up with less and less time available to come home and do the prayers and, and, you know, and say my prayers and do all of that and then actually get on the horn and, and record an episode with relevant enough information. But as often as I can record these episodes, I will continue to call out the battle cries of Viva Cristo Rey and Christus Vincit, Christus Regnat, Christus Imperat, which, by the way, that song is an indulgenced prayer, and call Catholics to action, reminding all of us of our obligations under the promises that we freely made in both our conversions and our consecrations. The sainted martyrs of holy memory were both humble and bold, and we need to be the same. Now is the time for us to truly be.
be Catholic. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.